I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast, part of the 90 Min Football family. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simiou, and I wasn't planning on bringing you a show tonight. I wasn't planning on sitting here in front of the microphone and talking Arsenal. I was planning on trying to keep myself busy with other things. I was planning on sitting down and watching a film, something non-football related to kind of, you know, calm my nerves ahead of tomorrow's big game. But it would have been rude of me and uh, maybe unprofessional of me to not have jumped on now, given the news that we've just heard. Given that Arsenal's efforts to sign Mikhailo Mudrik uh, appear to have amounted to nothing because it looks as though he is headed for the King's Road. It looks as though he is on his way to Chelsea. 24 hours ago, it looked as though he was all set for Arsenal. 24 hours ago, I thought this deal was done. 24 hours ago... I believe that Arsenal were just crossing the T's and dotting the I's and and were so, so close to getting this deal done. I thought this was sorted. I thought this was just a matter of time. I thought he was going to end up an Arsenal player. But things have changed. And things have changed quite dramatically, quite quickly. You sometimes have to ask yourself, though, in these situations, have they actually changed that quickly? Or was the reporting... I'm not going to say wrong because reporters report the information that they're fed. What I sh- what I, the way I want to put it is, is it just that nobody knew how serious Chelsea were up until this point? Is it just that Chelsea did a really good job of keeping it quiet? Is it just that nobody was certain that Chelsea were going to actually progress this forward and make an actual concrete bid, especially one of that sort of money? So you might be tuning in and wondering what the hell's going on? What the hell's happened? Why is Arsenal Twitter in meltdown? Why is the Arsenal fan base in meltdown? Let me bring you up to speed with exactly what has gone on. So in the last half an hour, 40 minutes, uh, Fabrizio Romano came out first up and said that Chelsea had sent some representatives over to Poland, where, of course, Shakhtar are based currently in an attempt to try and negotiate a deal for Mikhailo Mudrik. He also said that they were much closer to the 100 million euro price in terms of the overall value of their bid that Shakhtar have been looking for from the outset. And then that was followed up by David Ornstein, who said Chelsea executive Paul Wynne Stanley and senior Chelsea board member are in Turkey, which is obviously where the Shakhtar Donetsk training camp is at the moment, working to sign Mikhailo Mudrik from Shakhtar Donetsk. David Ornstein said that talks are around 60 to 70 million euros fixed with 30 to 40 million in add-ons. Shakhtar and the 22-year-old open to getting it done. But this is the 22-year-old that's been flirting with Arsenal Football Club for months. This is the 22-year-old that can't get enough of talking about Arsenal on his Instagram, posting about them, replying to comments, you name it. So... You know, a lot of Arsenal fans, even when they read that, even when they saw that Chelsea were interested in that, you know, in the sort of earlier stages of this whole saga, when they saw that Chelsea had sent people over tonight, were still sitting there going, chill. You know, the player wants us. The player wants Emirates Stadium. The player wants to play in red and white. We don't have to worry. We don't have to stress. But how wrong those people, myself included, were. Because then, uh, around about nine minutes later, or something like that, 
David Ornstein put out another tweet and a story on the Athletics website. He says now, Chelsea have reached an agreement with Shakhtar Donetsk for Mikhailo Mudrik, 70 million euros plus 30 million euros in add-ons, which takes it up to the 100 million euro mark that they were looking for. A seven-year contract has been agreed. Seven years. What is it with Chelsea and seven-year contracts? He is now said to be leaving Turkey to head to London to undergo a medical. David Ornstein says he's not signed yet, but it is a done deal. So how do we feel about it? Let's get you guys' thoughts in the live chat. Let's hear from you. Uh, I'll take some of your thoughts and then I'll share uh, with you guys my reaction to this news that has broken on this Saturday evening, the eve of the North London derby. I hoped that maybe we'd hear something different. I hoped that we'd hear that this deal was uh, you know, very close to happening for Arsenal ahead of the North London derby. And maybe that would give us a little bit of a boost. Does this deflate the team? Does this deflate the players? I don't think it does, but I think it definitely deflates some of the supporters who had their hearts set on Mikhailo Mudrik. Now, I'm going to get your thoughts. So start chucking them in the chat. I'm not just saying this now. And you guys know that, I've, that you guys that watch this regularly, not the people that have just jumped on tonight, because there's a big bit of breaking news. Those that watch and listen to this show regularly will know, will know full well that I have expressed a lot of concerns about this transfer, not because I don't think he's a good player with good potential, but because I think the money that we were being asked to front up for Mikhailo Mudrik is mad. And to see that Chelsea have gone and put down an offer that is worth 100 million euros to me is mad, but it is also not surprising given the way they've done their business over the years. Anyway, just a quick one before I go into the comments, before I start taking some of you guys' thoughts, there are well over 600 of you with me live right now. That's amazing. Please do uh, start leaving likes on the video. It really, really does help. Please subscribe to the channel if you are new or uh, as well. And uh, if you haven't done so already and you want to support the podcast, uh, you want access to our premium content, of which there is plenty at the moment, then please do uh, visit anotherslice.com forward slash Chronicles of Aguna. If you go over to the Another Slice platform, you can create your account, log in with your account, then subscribe to the Chronicles of Aguna. You can either listen to the premium content via the Another Slice platform, or if you prefer, you can get the custom RSS feed and you can load it up in whatever podcast app you currently get your shows from. But the breaking news tonight as we're live, is that Chelsea have hijacked, successfully hijacked, Arsenal's move for Mikhailo Mudrik. Okay, let's see what you guys are saying in the chat. Um, what have we got? What have we got? Uh, Young Skin says, uh, life goes on. We can find another winger. Uh, Creambone says, honestly wanted him. That said, I'm proud we haven't got bent over on this deal. Um, good MM. I'm not uh, good, Mikhailo Mudrik. We jog on. Well done, Edu, for standing strong. I'd guess, uh, Trev, that there are people in the comments that feel the other way uh, about Edu's uh, involvement in this and the fact that this deal wasn't wrapped up in time to prevent Chelsea getting in there. Uh, Kirsch says, I'm so disappointed we've wasted enough time on this deal only to get disappointed. Um, Nav agreed with me on the whole money thing. Looks like a good player. Looks like someone who could go on to incredible levels and, and you can understand why Arsenal wanted him, but there was a limit as to how far we should have been pushing in terms of the price. I think we all think that as well, uh, or a lot of us do. Uh, Paul says, you simply cannot chase a player for a whole month and then fail. It's disgraceful from Edu. He should have moved on earlier 
if he wasn't intending to pay up the money. Embarrassing. Yusuf says Edu is not at fault. The amount Chelsea will be paying for Mudrik is beyond insane. They can have him. Let's see what else we've got. Um, uh, Harry in Cyprus says, uh, what the fuck has happened? Uh, just logged in. Has it been agreed then with Chelsea? So according to David Ornstein, for those of you joining us a little bit late, Chelsea have reached an agreement for Shakhtar, the next star, Mikhailo Mudrik. It's worth 70 million euros fixed and then 30 million euros in add-ons. So they've gone up to the 100 million euro mark that Shakhtar were looking for. Seven-year contract agreed. Oh, man. Um, Cyrus says, I would rather spend the money on Premier League experience. Uh, what else have we got? Uh, David says, as per usual, the January window has been wasted. Uh, Alina Khan says, I'm gutted. Mudrik on social media has said he doesn't want to join Chelsea. But look now, just worried about who we can get now. So you'd hope, you would hope that Arsenal have other options in mind. You would hope that they haven't put all of their eggs in the Mikhailo Mudrik basket. That said, we know that Arsenal haven't looked to sign players over the last couple of years just to fill positions. They're very specific in who they want and they will go as far as they feel is viable for the football club and as far as they feel is fair to land those players. We've seen it in the past, okay? We've seen it in the recent past. I said to you guys a million and one times, 100 million euros for this guy is not good value. Now, it might prove to be good value in the future. You might look back at this in 24, 36 months and say, yep, absolutely, he was worth every penny. But at this stage in his career, having not even played 50-odd league games for Shakhtar Donetsk, it's impossible to say that this guy is worth 100 million euros. So you are taking a punt. You are taking a massive, massive punt on this player. Over the course of the window so far, over the course of this month so far, despite my concerns, despite my worries about the fee, despite me saying repeatedly that I don't think that this is um, this is worthwhile and I don't think this is worth the money we're about to put down. I kept saying, well, I trust they do and I trust Mikel Arteta and I trust them that if they genuinely believe that this guy is the right guy, then fine, you know, go that extra mile, do it. It's not my money at the end of the day, is it? But if it does, if it does hamper us, if it does hinder us in doing further business and business that we quite clearly need to do, then I would think twice about it. And then for this to come out, um, you know, it's uh, it's surprising. It's it's taken me uh, by surprise. It shocked me. Um, the whole thing about him wanting to sort of do this now, wanting to go to Chelsea, just feels a little bit, it's left a bit of a sour taste. You know, I've said to you guys that I think the way he's gone about himself on social media has not been great. I think if I were a Shakhtar uh, fan, I'd have been frustrated by him constantly posting about Arsenal, constantly flirting with Arsenal, making it abundantly clear that he wanted to get out of the club. And that was one of the red flags for me. The other one was obviously the price. And the way he's just switched what he wants so quickly feels crazy to me. And it's not like journalists were saying Mudrik only wants Arsenal. And that was solely where we got that from. It's not like that narrative was driven solely by the media. This is a guy who was on social media actively telling the world that he wanted to join Arsenal. He said it with his own words. He said, I would love to play for Arsenal. I couldn't say no to Arsenal, etc., etc." And then it continued with posts and things about Arteta and, and all sorts of stuff. 
And, and here we are now with him seemingly open to the move. So difficult to know how this exactly has played out. And, and that's worth noting, right? So is it that Shakhtar have never accepted an Arsenal offer, not even got close, nowhere near as close as maybe we thought we were? And so they've said to Mikhailo Mudrik, look, if you're going this summer or th this January, I beg your pardon, it's going to be Chelsea. So you decide if you're going to do that or not. But that's the only offer we've accepted. That's one way it could have gone down. But people have been speaking about, um, you know, sort of players having the power nowadays. Mikel Arteta dropped a little hint, didn't he, in his press conference where he said, you know, players decide now where they want to go. Did he know this was coming? Did he know that Mikhailo Mudrik had, uh, had opted uh, to sign for Chelsea or had accepted an offer from Chelsea? I don't know. But the fact of the matter is this, OK? There is no good footballing reason right now why in January 2023, a player would select to join Chelsea over Arsenal. In the last 10 years, if you said to me that Chelsea was a much more appealing prospect, I completely agree with you. Winning trophies, challenging for trophies, right at the top of the Premier League um, pretty much all the time. You know, going really far in the Champions League, winning the Champions League on two occasions since Roman Abramovich took charge of the club. If you are making that argument based on the past and the past decade, maybe even slightly longer than that, maybe the past two decades, I'd probably agree with you. I probably would. But I don't agree that right now Chelsea is a more appealing prospect than Arsenal Football Club, which says it could only be one of two things. Either Shakhtar knew that they could get the 100 million euros from Chelsea and therefore were never going to play ball with Arsenal who had made it clear themselves that they weren't ever going to go that far, or this is about money. Perhaps Mikhailo Mudrik has had a, a paycheck waved in front of his face by Chelsea that is much more appealing. But let me tell you this. You know, yes, there is frustration. Yes, there is disappointment. Yes, there is a bit of a panic and a bit of a worry now as to what Arsenal are going to go on and do in the remainder of this transfer window. But let me tell you this. Chelsea haven't got a Scooby right now. Chelsea haven't got a clue what they're doing in the transfer market. People talk about a scattergun approach. That's exactly what it is. They took Joao Felix the other day, you know, and and that didn't make any real sense financially for them. And now he's been suspended and he's going to be out for three games, whatever. What a joke that is. So that's one thing. But the second thing is, you know, does Graham Potter want Mikhailo Mudrik? Is that what Graham Potter looks at and thinks, shit, we're missing that at the moment? Graham Potter's come in and he's been, you know, given a, a, a mismatch of players, a mixed match of players from various different managers, some of which don't want to be at the football club, some of which aren't committed. Their football is dire. It's drab. They don't know what system they're playing from week to week. It seems to change more frequently than most people change their underwear. They're mid-table. They look very unlikely to make the Champions League next season. So from a footballing perspective, as I keep on saying, what is the motivation for wanting to join Chelsea? There isn't one. It's all about money. And, you know, Chelsea, for me, I mean, how are they even allowed to get away with this? How are they able to keep spending what they're spending on football players? It makes no sense to me. Look, at the end of the day, I liked what I saw of Mikhailo Mudrik. I set out at the start of the window saying that he was probably worth 40, 45, tops 50 million pounds. And the more we heard that that, figure was going to go higher and higher and higher and be pushed up and up and up the more I expressed concerns about this transfer. So this is not an Arsenal fan who's bitter. This is not an Arsenal fan who's sad, who's upset. This is an Arsenal fan who's surprised 
That's my initial reaction. Surprise, shock. But this is not an Arsenal fan that was 100% into this idea of forking out close to 100 million euros for Mikhailo Mudrik. So can I sit there and say I'm devastated? No, I can't. I can't. I'm frustrated because I feel like maybe, and, and again, we only know what we know, but you know, I feel like maybe we've spent a lot of time on this deal now and we're going to be playing catch-up for the remainder of the window because of this fact and because of um, our inability to kind of recognise that Shakhtar were never going to do the deal at a price that we saw fit and that Chelsea were were waiting in the wings to, to try and make this happen. But yeah, for Chelsea, this, this doesn't surprise me. This is, um, you know, this is the scattergun transfer approach that we've seen from them. This is Todd Bowley trying to flex his muscles again. I'm surprised at Mikhailo Mudrik, um, you know, and his seeming willingness to go there. I know the money's meant to be good and all of that jazz, but, you know, considering how much he spoke about Arsenal and how obvious he made it that, you know, it was a destination he was interested in arriving at, it just makes no sense to me. Let me say this, though. Um, you know, Arteta you know, will we'll have probably wanted the player, hence why he was identified. The one that's going to get the stick for this, the one that's going to get all of the heat for this is Edu. And I don't necessarily think that's fair. This is what people need to need to realise, right? Edu has the power to negotiate on behalf of Arsenal Football Club, but Edu doesn't have the money. It's not Edu's money. Edu doesn't make the decision of how far he can go. Edu is given an amount of money. Sometimes that amount of money will be less than what it takes to get a deal done. And perhaps at times, Edu has to turn around to the owners and say, look, guys, I need this little bit extra in order to get this done. We believe this is a transfer worth doing. Can we uh, have what we need to get this over the line? Edu is not the one that controls the purse string. So if Arsenal weren't able or weren't willing to go as far as Chelsea in this, which is obviously the case, then that is not all on Edu. Okay, you can say Edu wasted his time and should have recognised that this wasn't going to happen and should have turned his attention elsewhere. And that maybe is a valid criticism, perhaps. But to say that this is all Edu's fault is, is nonsense because Edu isn't the one who signs off the checks. Edu isn't the one whose money is. Edu isn't the owner of the football club. He'll have a limit within which he can work. He'll have a budget within which he can work. But yeah, um, to, to now turn around and say Edu out and all this nonsense I'm reading in the chat after he's done brilliantly in the transfer market in recent years, brought us some fantastic players in, some of which were dirt cheap uh, when you compare sort of how how well they've then gone on to perform and how key a part they've become in our team. So I'm not going to sit here and blame Edu. I think that's absolute nonsense. Back your club, support your club. We're sitting top of the Premier League. We've got an opportunity tomorrow if we win at, Sta uh, almost said Stamford Bridge because we're talking Chelsea. But if we win at White Hart Lane tomorrow, if we get that done, we have the potential to open up an eight-point lead over the champions, Manchester City. Back your team, support your team. That's what it's all about right now. They've done really well to get us to this point. This isn't going to be the end of the world for Arsenal. This isn't going to be the end of the world. Is Mikhailo Mudrik even better than a fit and firing Emil Smith-Rowe at this stage in his career. Nobody can really say that, can they? Because half of the people that are crying about the fact that we've missed out on this deal haven't ever watched Mudrik play for 90 minutes. And that's the reality of it. 
And I said all of these same things when I was telling people that this was a crazy deal and that 100 million euros was way over the top. FFP is a joke, says Ben Smith in the chat. That's another subject for another day, but you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Um, you're absolutely right. Uh, what have we got here? Maximus says, this is how Harry got his job at Arsenal, making excuses for the hierarchy. Excuses bought who? William City rejects that wanted to play with Mikel. City rejects. Zinchenko and Gabriel Jesus, who have been a key part in making Arsenal title challenges. Willian. Why, why have you brought up Willian? Why don't you talk about Ben White or Aaron Ramsdale or Gabriel or uh, Gabriel Martinelli or Martin Odegaard? Why don't you talk about those signings? You've highlighted Willian of all people. Have a break, mate. Have a day. Have a night off. It's a Saturday night. Go and get yourself a drink. Relax. Chill out a little bit. The reaction to this is way over the top. And yeah, I, you know, I'd, I'd got to the point where I wanted the player. I got to the point where I thought that this was going to happen. I'd got to the point where I thought this was a done deal. But having seen what's happened this evening, am I going to sit and cry about it? Or am I going to focus on Arsenal and focus on the big game tomorrow and focus on the fact that we have got a huge opportunity in front of us? Some say it's gutting. Um, and it and it is. If you had your heart set on the player, it is. It can be. But let's... Um, you know, let's see. We've got another couple of weeks remaining of the window. You'd hope and like to think that Arsenal have something else up their sleeve. And if they do, um, you know, we we might still be pretty happy come the end of the window. So let's chill and see how this goes. Uh, Saeed Abdullah, thank you so, so much for your very, very kind Super Chat donation, mate. I really, really appreciate uh, all the love from the chat. He says, it's disappointing. I wanted the player, but you can't blame Arsenal for not matching that price. It's crazy money. The question now is what kind of alternative targets do we have? And my view uh, is is pretty much the same as that. You know, I think you've done a really good job of kind of putting that into a nutshell. I wanted the player, but that sort of money is nuts. It is nuts. I know the market has gone nuts. And I know that if you want to be in the market for the best players in the world, sometimes you're going to have to do that. But can anyone put their hand on their heart and say Mikhailo Mudrik is at this stage, one of the best players in the world. He's 22 years old. He hasn't played anywhere outside of the Ukraine. And there's a very small sample size uh, to judge him on. Uh, Saeed, thank you so, so much for that chat, mate, and for the donation. Uh, Mike says, we offered 95 million. What more is an extra 5 million? We have probably spent that on the new screens and wraps. Mikhail wanted him and Edu has bottled it over 5 million. Where did you get that figure from? Where did you get the 95 million figure from? Please break it down for me in the chat. I appreciate your super chat donation, by the way. This is not an attack on you, but that figure of 95 million is um, is is not 100% accurate, okay? We were told that the upfront amount uh, that Arsenal offered earlier this week or yesterday or the day before, whenever it was Thursday, was shy of 70 million euros that is and the add-ons were potentially worth up to 30 million euros but that was um you know that was uh that was with add-ons that may not have been achieved that was with the absolute maximum of that being reached um some people say that well Fabrizio said that Fabrizio said 95 David Ornstein's figures are different to Fabrizio Romano's if you compare the two who do you believe you know 
you don't know. Um, you don't know. So to to kind of get caught, well, the point I'm trying to make is don't get caught up on specific numbers. Don't get caught up on, well, we could have gone 5 million extra. We could have gone 4 million extra. We could have gone 3 million extra because none of us, not Fabrizio Romano, not David Ornstein, not me, not you, know the exact details and specifics of this deal. Nobody does. And when that transfer is completed, you still won't know. When it comes to add-ons, we very, very rarely understand their exact makeup. And that comes, uh, you know, with all transfers. It's something that the clubs agree on very often privately. They say it's a deal worth potentially up to X amount, but we don't know how that is made up. We don't know what stipulations there are uh, for those uh, bonuses to be met and then subsequently paid out. We don't know the deal. A uh, big shout out to Theo who says, uh, hello, Harry, and good year uh, to you, fellow Cypriot. Thank you so much, Theo. Good to have you. He says, I believe that we shouldn't be too sad on losing Mudrik. Good luck to us tomorrow. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. It's all about tomorrow. Focus on tomorrow. And then we can turn our attentions back to the transfer market in between the big games that we've got coming up. Because I tell you what, if we go and win at White Hart Lane tomorrow, and I'm not saying we will because it's a tough game. It's always a difficult game there. But if we did, wow. I mean, what an opportunity we have in front of us. This cannot be the focus right now. This should not overtake or or deter away from where Arsenal are. And, and the fact that Arsenal are where they are on the football pitch and are where they are in the Premier League table should actually give you, if nothing else, uh, you know, the, the want and the willingness to trust in these people that if they feel like this was too far to go for this player, then maybe they were right. Time will tell. Hindsight is a wonderful thing, but maybe, just maybe, they were right. Uh, let's take another super chat. Wow, there are so many coming in tonight. Amazing. Thank you. Um, Thelonia says, hello, Harry, Chelsea fan here. Welcome. Uh, he says, hope you're doing well. Glad we can still compete in the market, if not the league. Is this young man any good? So I don't really understand like, like Chelsea fans way of looking at this. So it's kind of like, I get where you're coming from, right? So you say, I'm glad we can compete in the market, even if not in the league. But why does it matter if you can compete in the market, if you're not competing in the league? Is, is what I would push back to you. Um, I think that Chelsea have got a lot of issues right now. I think they've got a lot of problems. I think there's a lot of areas in that team where they're not good enough. Obviously, they've got injuries as well. You could argue that they've got a manager who's perhaps slightly out of his depth at this moment in time. A lot of Chelsea fans I speak to feel that way. Um, you know, and so I don't know that I'd be that chuffed about being able to spend big if it doesn't amount to anything on the pitch. I think that's where Chelsea need to um, you know, need to be focused at the moment. Uh, in answer to your question, is this young man any good? I think he is a good player. I think he's someone who has the potential to go on and be brilliant. But is he there today? Probably not. And is he going to need time to adapt? Probably yes. And that's why me, myself, personally, throughout the duration of January so far, when discussing this with Arsenal fans, my thing has always been, like the player, but don't know that I like this kind of amount of money being talked about for him. And, and, and I stick by that. This is not me taking up this stance or, you know, changing my, uh, what's the word, my opinion or view on this because of what's happened. That's that's genuinely been my opinion uh, throughout. Uh, plenty more Super Chats coming in. Thank you all so much. We'll uh, we'll jump onto those in just a second. But if I could just ask, because there is over 1,000 of you with me live right now. Wow, mind-blowing stuff. Uh, please do leave a like on the video. Let's try and get 
up to 500 likes if possible. Please uh, leave a like on the video. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel if you're new as well as we continue to try and grow that. Uh, let me just take this opportunity as well uh, to uh, let you guys know how you can become members of the Chronicles of Aguna podcast and gain access to our premium content. Let me just show you uh, right now. If you head over to, hold on, let me present this in a different way. There you go. Can you see that? Is that better for you? I don't know what I'm doing with this. Hold on. One second, one second. I've got these new call overlay, but yeah, it's making it all confusing. Okay. So anyway, go over to anotherslice.com forward slash chronicles of Aguna. If you head over there, create an account on the platform and then log in with your account, you'll be able to subscribe to the Chronicles of Aguna podcast, where we'll, where you will get access to our premium content, of which there is plenty. The next bit will come out straight after the Spurs game tomorrow, player ratings uh, following the North London derby. So that content is exclusively available with our Another Slice membership. Now, if you are using Another Slice, but you prefer to have that RSS feed so that the premium podcasts go into whichever app it is that you normally get your podcast. You can copy and paste the RSS feed. You can put it in Apple Podcasts or whatever else it is you prefer to use. A lot of people have been asking me about that. And we've had loads and loads of signups over the last few days. So thank you all so, so much for your support. You're not just supporting me. You're not just supporting the podcast, but you're also supporting the Great Ormond Street Children's Hospital whom we are making a donation to uh, on a monthly basis from our membership pot. So thank you all so, so much. Let's take a few questions then. Come on then. Let's let's uh, let's finish it off with a few questions. Uh, let's take this super chat while you guys are getting those questions in. Uh, Elliot says, Mudrick move announces to the rest of Europe that Arsenal can be punked in the transfer market. Who is the bigger club here? Arsenal or Chelsea? Absolute rubbish. I understand that concern. Um, and, and that is, you know, for all the people that have sat there and said, um, you know, this is Edu's fault, kick Edu out, kick Edu to the curb, he's to blame, he's the problem, etc., etc. I think you, Elliot, have made the most sense in terms of articulating why it is that you might feel strongly about Arsenal missing out on this deal because of the message it sends, because of what it means for the football club. What I would say to, to kind of counter that is that if we go on and win the Premier League or we go on and go far um, and challenge for it right to the end and potentially win the Europa League or something, that will announce us on the big stage again. That would tell people that we're a serious club again, If even if they at this point don't quite believe it yet. But you're absolutely right. What it also does, though, Elliot, is it does send the opposite message as well. It sends the message to people that Arsenal aren't going to be bullied into paying amounts of money for players that they just don't deemed to be, um, you know, fair. You know, Arsenal have always had a, a bit of a limit. Arsenal have always been reluctant to go 50 million plus on players since this new regime took over. We've seen that, um, you know, but here we are now. Um, you know, we did make an offer that was over that amount. Clearly, we wanted the player. Clearly, we like the player, but we're not willing to have our pants pulled down, essentially. And um, there's a part of me that respects that. Uh, Fort Lauderdale Guna Craig uh, with another super chat. Thank you so much. He says, I think it came down to obviously the money, but the fact he walks into Chelsea and starts immediately, that's something we couldn't offer. Yeah, I, you know, maybe that that is it. Maybe Chelsea have promised him as well that he can play, you know, week in, week out from the outset. They've got some wide players that, 
they don't deem to be good enough at the moment that they're talking about potentially moving on. At Arsenal right now, it's a pretty settled team. You know, you got Bukayo Saka, you got Gabriel Martinelli occupying those positions. Emil Smith-Rose returned as well. Does that mean that Mikhailo Mudrik would have been coming in as someone who was a squad player at the start? Probably yes, but I, I think I would, if I were him, be looking at it in the long term. And look, as I said to you guys at the top of the show, it could be that we never went as far as they did in terms of the money. And so Shakhtar never allowed it to progress further, knowing all along that they could get this from Chelsea. It could be that Mikhailo Mudrik has had no choice. It, it could be that it's Chelsea or stay at Shakhtar. And he's opted for Chelsea. But, you know, Mikel Arteta alluded to it the other day as well. Players pick ultimately where they want to go nowadays. And the fact that he hasn't really dug his heels in clearly and is now flying to London to have a medical with Chelsea says to me that his want to play Premier League football supersedes the love we thought. And I say that in inverted commas, the love we thought that he had for Arsenal Football Club. So, yeah, we are where we are. We are where we are. Uh, Palmsy says, it turns out Liverpool aren't the only team to be embarrassed today. <laughs> That's a good joke, to be fair. I'll give you that. Liverpool absolutely pummeled by Brighton. We'll talk about all of that. We'll do a Premier League sort of review show uh, at the start of next week. We'll look back at all the weekend's games and get into all of that. Uh, name, uh, whose name is Name on here, says, um, I just don't want a Vlaovic 2.0. We need sign-ins. We do need a couple of signings. You know, I agree with that. But at the same time, you know, as I keep saying, we've got our limits. And obviously, Chelsea were able to go beyond our limits and were able to go or willing to go beyond what we thought this player was worth. And, and we are where we are now. Um, JS says, move on now. Next target, Rafael Leal. Love the player. Really do. Uh, but I don't think that's a deal that you're going to be able to get done in January, unfortunately. So that might have to wait. Okay, guys, I think uh, I'm going to leave it there. Uh, that's enough bad news for one night. Uh, thank you all so, so much for tuning in. Uh, we're still 100 likes away, though, from that 500 target that we were looking for. So uh, if you wouldn't mind, uh, please leave a like uh, on the video. Please do subscribe to the channel if you are new. And uh, we will be back tomorrow uh, night for the full podcast following the North London Derby. Another slice members We'll obviously get access to our player ratings around about 45 minutes to an hour after the full-time whistle tomorrow as well. And we'll keep you posted with what's coming up on the Chronicles of Aguna channel. Thank you all for tuning in. Shame it wasn't uh, with better news, but we are where we are. And uh, all focus turns to the North London derby now. And we'll get back on the transfer stuff after that. Catch you all soon. Thanks for tuning in. Goodbye. I'm Martin Tyler. And you're listening to Harry